0: truth of what she was. She worked her way through the rest of the forms, then decided to take them to the local postal drop herself. Belinta Station had few amenities, but a walk would be refreshing in itself. Quincy, I'm going to drop the paperwork off, she said into the ship's intercom. Find anything to load? Or do you want us to start transferring what we have left in storage? I haven't found anything yet. Kai said. I may have to go downside for that. Go on and load. See if you can get some of the station dock workers to help with that. Usual rates and all. She glanced at herself in the mirror and decided she was presentable enough. She needed a new uniform, the one she had left after Sabine no longer had the crisp, perfect tailoring her mother had paid for. But only if she was staying with Vada. If she joined a mercenary company— She would wear its uniform. If she stayed independent, she'd have to find one of her own design. But to drop off forms to be transmitted to a bureaucracy, gray tunic and slacks should be sufficient. She clipped on the Balinta Station access pass. Outside the ship, Balinta Station hardly bustled with activity. Only three ships were in dock, and the other two were in-system haulers servicing Belinda's meager satellite mining operations. On their own dockside, Quincy was talking to a burly man in the ubiquitous green tunic of Belinda dockworkers. Bia, beside her, held a compad ready to record employee data if Quincy's negotiations were successful. Kai walked briskly past two men chatting on a bench, a woman standing by a lift entrance, barely restraining a bouncing toddler, the faded ads for Belinda's few and unenticing tourist resorts, and turned left into the wide main corridor. Here were the currency exchanges, banks, communication services, local and Ansible, Belinta Port Authority, the hiring hall, and, finally, the postal service. Midshift few others were in sight. Someone with a briefcase just going into Belinda's savings and loan, two women chatting as they emerged from all-systems exchange. Beyond were rows of blanketed openings to spaces that would someday, if Belinda proved prosperous, house more services, more stores, more people. No traffic at all moved down there. Kai turned into the Postal Service's entrance and walked up to the counter where a display read, Now Serving Number 682. The only clerk in sight did not look up, but said, Take a number. Typical Balintan courtesy, Kai thought, and looked around for the number generator. By the entrance, she pulled the tab, the counter display changed to, Now Serving 683, and the clerk said, Number 683, in an annoyed tone, as if she'd kept him waiting. This is all for the Economic Development Bureau, Kai said. To whose attention? asked the clerk. It doesn't matter, just the EDB. It has to be directed to an individual, the clerk said. You can't send mail to the whole bureau. It says on the form, Kai said, pointing to the block under RETURN TO. No name. Just the Bureau. It has to have a name, the clerk said. It's the rules. All mail-to-government agencies must be directed to an individual. Kai was tempted to make up a name. Instead, she said, Do you have a directory? Customers are not allowed to use our confidential directories or communication devices. "'The clerk intoned. "'This is a security issue. "'Customers are advised to identify the correct recipient "'prior to arriving in the Postal Service office. "'Next, please.' "'Kai glanced behind her. "'No one stood in line. "'It wouldn't take a moment to look it up. "'Next, please.' "'The clerk still wasn't looking at her. "'Kai wanted to reach across the counter and wring his skinny neck.' but that was the impulse of a moment. This was part of being a trade ship captain. This was the kind of senseless, ridiculous, annoying nonsense she could expect. Fine, she said instead. I'll deliver it myself.